0: Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you from the International Broadcasting Conference in Amsterdam, and I'm very excited to have Matt Frost, Director of Product Management for Google Chrome Media with us. Matt, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks for having me. Looking forward to talking.
0: So... We've had Google on the program before, but never Google Chrome Media. So tell me about Google Chrome Media and how it fits into the larger Google online footprint.
1: Sure. So Google Chrome Media is a collection of teams that are really focused on improving the media experience for the web. And in particular, 10 plus years ago, we saw this move away from app-based media experiences based on things like Silverlight and Flash to HTML five-based video, so really media that is experienced and occurs in the web browser. My team in particular works on developing component technologies for media delivery, so media codecs, video codecs, video codecs like AV1, audio codecs like the open source codecs. So we're really focused on these core media technologies that We use in Chrome to make for a really great Chrome media experience, but they can be used anywhere, in app, in browser, to improve a media experience.
0: Now, codecs are an interesting area. When you take a look at how much video is growing in terms of an online experience and how quickly the industry is moving and consumers are moving in terms of what they're consuming on an everyday basis. It seems like codec development has been a bit slower than what we would maybe like to have hoped.
1: Yeah, I think that was Google's observation back in 2010 when we really launched this open source video project, which initially started out as a project at Google called WebM and has grown in the last three or four years to be this really large tech company initiative called the Alliance for Open Media. And it, But it was based on the observation that At Google, we were developing these experiences from YouTube to Hangouts, which were really pushing the edge of what we could do with the current technology. And we saw this vast expansion of use and of devices that were consuming video. And we knew the technology needed to develop more quickly. And our experience at Google was just that open source projects were the way to really push up the speed. And that's why we got into the business of open source codecs.
0: Now, you mentioned AV1. That's the topic of this interview. Tell me about AV1 and why it's an attractive alternative within the codec conversation.
1: Okay. So AV1 is the latest generation of video codec technology developed by the Alliance for Open Media, which is a consortium that Google participates in, Intel does, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Netflix, Amazon. Just a few folks. Just just a few, Mm -hmm. yeah, names which you may have heard of. And what it brings is just better performance. It's When you think of what a video codec does, or any codec does, it's about taking a really huge uncompressed video file, so a raw video file, and reducing it to the greatest amount possible while maintaining the fidelity of the original video. So you want to have a great 4K video that you can watch on your television screen at home, but you want to be able to deliver it and store it as efficiently as possible. And so that's what every new generation of video codec is about, is doing that more efficiently, preserving as much information, and, you know, as we all observe, your Videos are getting higher resolution. Your TV now is likely 4K. It may be HDR, which has greater color fidelity. So it's also about supporting these new features and these great new devices that we're using.
0: Now, obviously, AV1 has been an important innovation, but there's continued innovation in this arena. Can you tell me about what you're seeing within AV1 that is even pushing capabilities even further?
1: Well, as I said, I think within AV1, certainly there are techniques in AV1 that are particularly well-suited for some of these new experiences we have. We have a feature to be very technical called X-Tile, which is particularly good for 360 video type applications. With AV1, And this was true with its predecessor, VP9. We went from what was called 8-bit video, which is lower accuracy video, to 10 and 12-bit, which supports features like HDR, for instance. So those are some of the things that we've added to enable these new experiences. You know, we are at IBC, you walk around IBC and you see a lot of signs talking about 8K, which is (laughs) coming fast on the heels of 4K. We're all just buying 4K TVs for our house and all of a sudden they're trying to sell us 8K. And that requires four times the data that 4K does. So that's four times the file size, four times the amount of data we have to compress efficiently to provide a really good user experience.
0: So Matt, basically the challenge has never ended in terms of what we need to be doing with our codecs.
1: When 1080p came along, they said, you know, that provided true visual fidelity. You know, the human eye couldn't see any more than that. When 4K came along, they said, no, now we've really got it. And now we're at 8K. So there doesn't (laughs) seem to be an end.
0: Now, I know that you guys have been paying attention to SVT AV1. Can you provide some perspective on that?
1: Sure. So, when we develop these video codecs through the Alliance for Open Media, the first thing that we do is develop a decoder which plays back, you know, decodes the stream, and an encoder which encodes in this new format. But really, what we're producing is a standard, something that could be implemented by any developer of an encoder or a decoder. And there are certainly ways to develop encoders that are faster or that are better suited for live video or for very high-end cinematic video. And what Intel has done with partners is to have gone out and produced another AV1 encoder, which is a really great development. In particular, what Intel is focused on doing is something that is super fast, that takes advantage of really... Advanced techniques that the Intel team has developed and acquired that make for a super fast, super efficient encoder. And one of the benefits of open source projects is that anybody can take the code. And in the tech industry, one of the things you're worried about is a sole source, that you only have one place you can get your technology. Open source solves part of that problem by open sourcing things so anybody can go out and take the technology. But what Intel has done has been to provide yet another solution to the encoder that the AOM team developed. So it's a really great opportunity for the industry to take advantage of another encoder that offers real benefits over the AOM encoder that we've developed. So it's a really positive experience.
0: Where do you think something like that would go in terms of driving broader industry engagement. And what have you seen in terms of, you know, the delivery of AV1 that might give us some insight into how the industry will engage on SVT AV1?
1: So one of the challenges when you're introducing a new codec, really trying to deploy it in the market, is both speed of the encoder, actually having something that you can use that will encode quickly enough to be used at scale. And then on the other side, it's having decoders out there, something that can play back, getting them to actually operate on devices. And one of the benefits of the Intel technology is that it's super fast. And fast means, you know, for you and me sitting at our PC, it may mean that we can take a 4K video and encode it in a couple of hours or something like that versus 10 hours. For a service like YouTube or a service like Facebook or Netflix, what it may mean is that we can encode a colossal number of videos at lower cost. And so that would be the advantage for anybody who's using SVT, is that it allows you to encode more quickly, reduce your encoding costs. And at scale, which is what a company like Google is interested in, that can mean real dollars saved.
0: Matt, you talked a little bit about what the trend is in encoding and decoding. What are you most excited about from a Google Chrome media perspective in terms of where technology is trending and what that means for the average online viewer?
1: That's a challenging answer because the answer is sort of everything. But then again, that's the power of the technologies that we're building is it at the high end, for people who are listening to this and at an IBC or don't have the opportunity to go to a CES or an NEB, you're just blown away by the size of the screens you see here and the stunning detail of the video that you see. And so I think that's exciting for those of us in Western developed markets thinking about the TVs that we can have for our living room. But the benefit of this technology at the other end, and something that companies like Google are very focused on, is the next billion users and users in emerging markets. And for them, what it may mean is the first really good streaming video experience where there isn't buffering where their video starts up quickly where they're getting really you know usable resolution in a video that isn't stuttering all the time because they're in bandwidth constrained environments. So I think that's the other side is the beneficial effects of video in emerging markets for people who are interested in education or video calling with their relatives across the globe. And that's the other thing that AV1 can benefit. So I think from the very high end, from I know that Intel's going to be streaming its event in 360 video, that's an experience that isn't possible without the very latest video codecs. 8K video certainly isn't possible. Streaming 8K video is impossible. But I think being able to talk to your relative across the globe in India or in Indonesia and have a really good video conferencing experience is equally and arguably more important.
0: That is fantastic perspective and a great way to end this interview, Matt. Thank you so much for being on the program today. One final question for you. If folks want to find out more about what you and your team is doing within Google Chrome Media, Where would you send them for more information? So
1: the best place to go for what we're talking about is the Alliance for Open Media's website, and that is aomedia.org. It has all of our press releases for developers who are interested in actually reading more about the technical aspects and getting into the code, There are links to the Git repositories, the license terms. So that's really the best place to start.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the program today.
1: Thanks for having me.